Welcome to Garden Thoughts. On this podcast, I talk about different ideas, concepts, and perspectives. I want to explore the brain in different ways and tap into the untapped areas of the mind. Invest in yourselves and think on your own. Have some fun and enjoy. Today, folks. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. We're back, we're back. So uh, we got episode two of Wonder Wednesday here. On this episode, we got the returning Chris Labrador here, and then we got the newbie here. Don't make it last, but we got Grange Farr here. Uh, so just to start it off, um, Grange, can you kind of like introduce yourself just so whoever um, does listen to this kind of has context of like who you are. Um, Chris, you've been on here before, so you're probably good. Um, I think I'm probably good. Um, but just, yeah, a little bit about you, what you've been doing, whatever, you know, where you're going, things like that, what you like, what you don't like, and then we'll move on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, it's a uh, it's an honor to be on the uh, the podcast here with you, Colby and Christian. Um, Heck yeah! I've always wanted to get on this podcast with you guys. We've been trying to get something to set up, so um, I'm pretty excited to be on here. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Um, but like Colby said, my name is uh, Grange Farr. I uh, graduated from St. Michael Elizabeth High School. Um, played on the golf team a little bit. Um, graduated now going to uh, Concordia St. Paul to play for their golf team as well as minor in uh, management as well as major in business finance so I'm really looking forward to it also uh, big news just got a new car Um, (laughs) lots of drama with that Um, there's a few issues with it Um, you know it's putting me in a lot of anguish right now and a lot of uh, a lot of trauma but you know hey it's a car so I'm pretty happy to just have one but, so you know, what's what's up with it? What's been going on? Well, so we bought the car. Um, we bought the car yesterday. No, two days ago. My mom's boss had a car sitting around for goodness, I think probably ten years. So I mean, it's got one hundred nine thousand miles on it, which isn't too bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's good for a car. I mean, the one I had before was a uh, had a two hundred eleven thousand miles on it, and you know, I really so that's an upgrade. Drove that, yeah, it's an upgrade there. But um, the only thing that's not an upgrade is when I got into the car. Now listen closely. Um, there's a few issues. One of these issues being, first, I drove into a rainstorm, and when I went to uh, <laughs> flip my uh, my uh, those things that you know get the rain off the windshield, I can't, I can't wipers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the wipers they ended up breaking. The rubbers on them uh, ended up slipping off. So I'm driving in this rainstorm. Going no freaking way. 94 and Ramsey. I'm like, Oh no, this isn't good. I can't see. There's a guy next to me. I'm getting on the road on 94. I'm like, I can't see. I can't see. And the window won't roll down. Both the front two windows won't roll down. So I can't look outside the car. I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. The wind, the wiper's going off, trying to at least get some rain off of it. I'm like, this is really not good. Pull out in front, get the horn. There's a guy that was behind me, never saw him. Um, apparently, he never saw me either, um, but he ended up driving off. I was like, sorry, dude. Um, there's a lot of issues with this car. Um, got home. Um, well, dude, at least there wasn't a frog in the engine. Oh, yeah. We did end up finding a frog later that night <laughs> in the engine hopping around. Uh, he still might be in there. I don't know if he got out or not. Um, might have to check. Also, the uh, the uh, side mirrors, they won't rotate. So I got to really move around in that car. Um, also, the AC doesn't work. It is like a hot box in there. It is like the hottest day in July times 10. I mean, I can't even 
I can't even bear it. I mean, the windows, the front two won't go down, so the back two will, and that doesn't even help. Um, it's 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 a it's a good car. Well, at least you sold yours for more than what you paid for the next one. Oh yeah, I don't even want to go into that. That was a disaster. That oh boy. Well, we'll just leave that out then. But uh, yeah, I think that was kind of the coolest intro I've ever had. Dang. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely, from what we've heard, um, an upgrade for sure. And Grange is very happy with his review, and he highly recommends you to do the same. He loves it. Go Jeep. Yeah, if you ever uh, need help <laughs> selling a car or buying a car, I'm the guy. All right. Hey, if anybody's listening and want to know, I mean, hit up Grange right there. Grange right. Car, I do have a business card. Um, Kenny GFS, Minnesota Guaranteed Financial Solutions. I have my number on there as well as three others. It's a very solid company. We do financials. We will hook you up with future profits. And we Guaranteed. do maximize the potential. Thank you, Colby. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to go on to Wonder Wednesday. So kind of like last week, if you guys tuned in. Basically, what we're going to modify for this time, we're going to have each of us wrote down like three different discussion topics or questions. Um, we kind of put them in hat and we're going to draw, draw one by one. Uh, we're going to draw four and then we'll kind of discuss and, you know, share our opinions and perspectives on that. And then we'll just kind of let, let it rip from there. But we'll grab the first one here, see what it's all about. All right, what do we got? All right, here's the question. Do you think we're all chasing the same thing or is each one of us chasing something different? It's a very deep thought. Um, who wrote that? Was that, that, was, you, that, was one of, that was mine. That was you, Kobe? Yeah. Um, what did you think of when you were writing the question? So what came across my mind, and I had this in my notes for a little bit, um, and I kind of pull, pulled it from there, excuse me. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a realization I had because I was trying to think about, you know, like thinking about success and like moving on and different things like that. And like what, you know, what we're chasing as like humans. And I feel like we're all chasing the same thing. Like we're all going about life in different, you know, streamlines and paths. And we're all going in, you know, different directions. Yet our whole common goal, the same thread is like we're all trying to chase you know, something great, like we're all in the pursuit of something. And I think that pursuit itself is what keeps us all chasing the same thing. I like the uh, question that you brought up there, but I don't know. It depends, though, because different people obviously will chase different things. It just depends on how specific you want to get with it, because you could say on a broad scale that, yes, everyone is chasing their own quote unquote goals, but the goals could be so substantially different that it's really hard to categorize them. Like for instance, you know, a businessman will want to be chasing maximum you know, profit and you know, just growing his business to the potential that he can hit. Whereas, you know, this is just an extreme example of someone like Jeffrey Dahmer had nothing even close to that. He wanted to kill people basically. And it's just interesting how each pre uh, person's perspective and experience as they grow up can really shape what, their goals will be and their pursuit of what they want to do with their life. I yeah, guess. yeah. That's just really go, go deeper in that. I like that because, you know, I've thought about it too. Um, where like your whole childhood and, you know, what you're exposed to throughout your life as you're growing older, like that kind of defines of like, you know, who you are, how you perceive yourself to be like 
how others perceive you to be, what you chase, what you don't chase, like your environments are like everything in my eyes. Like that's huge. Like who you're surrounded by, all of it combined is like, it's everything. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a matter of how you were raised and how you were just, I guess, growing up with the environment around you. Um, Like for instance, you know, there's some successful people that have had very successful parents that have kind of shown them the blueprint for their success. And then they can just kind of follow that pattern and they've been pushed to read and write. They've been pushed to do good in school and pushed to explore options. And then when the time comes, they know how to flourish in that regard. And then, you know, I had to do a research project for Jeffrey Dahmer, which is why I kind of know a little bit about him. But when he was growing up, he had a pretty rough childhood. Um, there was not a lot of love for him and his family. And there were some hints about him being kind of a uh, sociopath or psychopath. I don't know which is the right term, but basically he like set tadpoles on fire and he like loved to dissect and just kill different animals as a kid. And so when you pattern all these things together, it doesn't always predict exactly what's going to happen, but you can kind of see a correlation between what happens in their childhood and what kind of goals they pursue as they get older. So do you think it's better to have like a figure in front of you, some kind of mentor that kind of shows you the path and they kind of lead you on the trail? Or do you think it's more beneficial to have the the person themselves have that self-exploration of kind of on their own? I would say it's probably really important to have um, like a mentor um, just because going on your own, you're going to learn a lot of things, which is great. Um, but you're going to also make a lot more mistakes, um, mistakes that could be probably really costly in your life that you probably may have never known that could happen. And having just that mentor there is just kind of be like another second hand, like another aid just to help make sure that the path that you're going down is a path that's going to be at least more fitted to you and at least going to be a little bit more safe. Yeah, I agree with that too. I also see the point where like having just the self-exploration on yourself, like you're going to learn those lessons. It's kind of like the debate of should an individual be given the solutions to find the answer or should they have their, or what the heck was I going to say? It's like, like learned along the way. Should it be like, should they be given all the answers right away in life or should they be able to struggle through it? And then they, they find the answers on their own rather than having someone point out um, different things to be more efficient or to do better at. I think you personally need a little bit of both. You know what I mean though? Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Well, it wouldn't be life if you didn't learn and, mistakes because i mean life is just about learning new things making sucking less getting through that journey and that's life if you were given everything at the beginning of your period i mean your life would be lived and there'd be no sense of you needing to do anything i mean life is just about that journey that you're learning and you know to have a mentor on that journey with you is just a helpful way of getting a better journey out of your life um, because you know you get some of their experiences tied in with yours and so you know you're just adding a bigger spectrum to your life and it's just a better way to kind of add on to life and to that journey i agree with what granger was saying because i don't think that it's very super necessary to just let a child or a kid grow up all on their own right like 
I mean, it can I would be agree. done. It can be done where people have literally come from nothing and become super successful, just learning the life of hard knocks. But that takes a lot more luck, I feel like. Whereas if you have a mentor, they can really stray you away from some of those paths that are dangerous. Uh, for example, peer pressure with you know different types of drugs like cocaine and marijuana and like not marijuana, meth. Those are like really really detrimental to. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a balance. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a balance between having an individual kind of go on their own and figure out certain things. But I think there's also a benefit of having someone there in your corner, someone there to either, you know, push you or, you know, keep you motivated, keep you up, keep you cheerful along the journey, you know, kind of keeping you in bounds as you go throughout life. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no. Just having a mentor in life is just another great way to, you know, live that journey just a little better. So, I mean, yeah, that definitely answers that question of, um, you know, if you should be given all the answers at once in your life or if you should be on that journey with somebody like a mentor. I think that having that mentor is just another great way to really live that journey just a little better. Yeah, but I, I believe that in the end, it, it's really all up to the person to walk that door and learn from those experiences and take away from what the mentor is telling them. Because if they wanted to, they technically don't have to listen, but that would cost them. So in the end, it is up to the person because the person is typically making the choices that they need to make in regards to what they want to do with their life. So, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a really great point. Powerful. So sum up, we'll just wrap up our answers on this initial question that we had. Do you think we're all chasing the same thing? Or is each one of us chasing something different? Give a quick answer and then we'll move on. Uh, broad statement, yes. We are all chasing the same thing, um, like Colby said at the beginning. But if you go into more like a, a, a specific way, each of us have individual goals that are all going to be different than somebody else. Yep, pretty much something very similar to that. I believe that we all have different goals that we want to achieve in our lives. Um, you know, It could be drastically different but that could be just a cause of environment and growing up. But yes, we are broadly, very vaguely chasing the same things. That's just to people always try to find a purpose in their lives, no matter what it is. Yeah. I'm in agreement there. Next question. Round two, baby. Round two here. Wonder here we go. Wednesdays. There we are. We love it. We love the energy. We here we go. Energy. All right. Second one here. Celebrities and blown up. What does this say? Proportioned? Yeah. Effects? Explain yeah, explain this one. So, so this was Christian's yeah, here. This is my question. I didn't, sorry, I didn't really structure it like a question. Mm-hmm. I will next time. But basically, it's just, is it weird that we have a skewed perception of celebrities? Like, any minute act that they do is greatly blown into proportion. For instance, in the magazines, you see something like Kim Kardashian takes her kid on a walk. And it's something that's pretty standard among all parents taking your kid on a walk. But why is it such a big deal for a celebrity? Or, for instance, you know, Elon Musk got a lot of heat for smoking pot on the Joe Rogan show, even though it's legal in the state of California. Mm -hmm. So that was just, that really interested me. Why some people can do those things without any repercussions, I guess, quote unquote, people that aren't famous or aren't, are normal. But it's just that celebrities always seem to have this shadow over them, whether for the better or the worse. They're expected to be great people all the time. And I don't know if that's unrealistic because they're still human. 
I mean, a celebrity doesn't mean you're invincible to everything. That's just a weird perspective I had on it. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. And uh, yeah, that intrigues me. I've always thought about, you know, like, why, like, why do we like look up to celebrities? Why do we, why do people idolize other humans? Like you're the same person. You're just put in a different position. Like what makes that? And I, th- cause I think it's like what you just said, it's blown out of proportion. Yeah. So, you know, with celebrities, people, sports, all that, um, what defines a celebrity too? It's just some, so we're all kind of on the same page. Cause we can all think of a celebrity differently. Well, like how would you think about that? I guess on a broad statement, it's just somebody that has accomplished something that has gained a lot of attention. Um, that's so kind fame. Of, yeah. Fame is probably a big portion of it okay. that's because you see all these people following in kind of their footsteps, looking up to them. That has to do with the majority of the portion um, but they've also accomplished something that most people have not. Um, you know, you see people like Usain Bolt or if you see Tom Brady, I mean, the accomplishments that they've made have been made by no other man. So people look up to that. People look up to success and stuff. And I think that makes up a really another great portion of why people really look up to these people. And so, you know, when they see them in magazines and stuff, they look at them because – so do you, successful. So do you think like so like being a celebrity is almost like being an individual that can inspire other people to go about their own path and be to be motivated about that journey? Yeah, I think celebrities can use what they have learned along their journey to definitely motivate people. I mean, people I remember watching a lot of things and kind of reading um when Tiger Woods was going on the tour when McElroy just started to um, pick up clubs and um, was kind of learning the game. Um, he really looked up to Tiger Woods and all of his really great accomplishments. And he wanted to be the number one and wanted to really take down Tiger someday. And he used that motivation, that greatness from Tiger to really help, um, you know, push himself into success and to really um, to be the world number one golfer. I mean, he's ranked right now as the world number one golfer, um, and he's been ranked before this too. Um, and, you know, he's using that motivation, that success from Tiger Woods to really help kind of push him through, um, kind of use the, him as a light to really uh, push through his, uh, his whole life. What are your guys' thoughts on, like, because just in that scenario too and a lot of other situations that happen – a lot of people mimic who they idolize. And in my eyes, I think mimicking other people that, you know, are at that, you know, quote unquote, like high level of success. I think that's super beneficial because like you're seeing what the actual action takes place, meaning we can think about reaching different high levels in every different, you know, subject and division or whatever you may call it. And we can all think about it differently, but to actually see it take place kind of forms a picture in your head of how to go about it, right? Because it's like when you're when you're a baby, like you don't know anything. And so you learn by by doing. And so like by moving and by doing, you're actually creating your own thoughts, your own opinions, your own intuition and things like that. So I think mimicking of what you see, especially the greats, 
if you mimic the greats, I think there's a higher trend of you progressing in that, you know, progress of that, uh, that road, that path. Yeah, I agree with that, that a lot of people definitely look up to celebrities. I mean, we're pretty focused on sports icons, right? Yeah. But I know some people definitely look up to like the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. but not for like sporting it or anything, but in the sense of how good they are at marketing, they're very good. You know, despite all like the drama they have, it actually drives a lot of their revenue and their marketing is on a whole different level, which is why Kylie, I think is the like youngest female billionaire or is she just the youngest billionaire? No, no, she, I don't think so, but she's, she was really young, a young billionaire. Yeah, I think she was one either of way. Youngest. Unbelievable. But either way, it's just incredible how they generated that much money and people look up to that to find different ways to market. But I also believe that you have to find your own individual individuality in it because no one's like their sport, uh, their sports icons, right? Like if I wanted to be like Tiger Woods, I'm not, I don't have an Eldrick Woods, you know, I don't have all the same traits he did. I believe that you can take away some things from the grades, like the work ethic, the mentality, for sure. Uh, you can take away just the general, like you can find the process, but it might not work for you. So you have to find what works for you, but definitely use some of the traits that you look up to from other people. Cause it's hard to be, it's, I don't believe in following a certain recipe. Mm-hmm. You have to find what that, what recipe works for yourself in regards to self-improvement. Yeah. It's, it's like finding those golden nuggets, right? Like finding the different pieces from different things. And you're kind of ta- taking all this little bits of information and guidance and kind of creating your own kind of your own ingredient. And that's how you go about it. Yeah. Cause you could definitely be misled too. Just because there's a sports icon doesn't mean that they're going to tell the truth all the time. Like, for instance, Grange, I don't know if you remember this, but I was watching the driving match between Rory, Dustin, uh, Matt Wolf, and Ricky. And then they said something about Rory McIlroy taking 40 days off of golf. That's just preposterous. There's no chance he took that that much off of golf and still hit the ball, striping it every time down the middle. It's just things like that. Maybe he did. I mean, professionals, they have the fundamentals down so well. That, you know, taking a break like that could definitely, um, I mean, they still are able to hit the ball really well just because they have really great fundamentals. Um, But I definitely think that, yeah, some of that stuff can definitely be kind of overlooked um, just because they have that title of being a pro and that, you know, people think they're great and they can just pull a shot out whenever they need to. If they took 40 days off, that's just what they get because they have that title. And they can definitely use that in a lot of ways. Um, but in reality, I think that, you know, it may be definitely sketched up. You don't really know the truth at all because you don't live with him and you're not in his life and his shoes all the time. And, you know, he could definitely be doing golf training that's kind of working on swing. And so, I mean, there's just so much that people don't know. They just know really just the bare surface of celebrities and that's why celebrities get just a huge rep because they just know the bare surface and that's really all they need to know because that's just how much it takes for somebody to follow that i mean it's really easy if i changed my name or if let's say i invented a um a like a serum or something to for the covid virus going on right now i mean nobody would know how it happened or anything they just know that i created this it helped other people, 
that's all it takes for somebody to really easily just follow up. And you can make up crap. You can make up the truth. You can do whatever. They're going to follow you no matter what because you did something great. And, I mean, it's just the bare surface with a lot of people. I mean, if you found out the truth about a lot of these people's lives, I feel like a lot of people would really be changed in their perspective of really who they looked up to. That's true. And the reason why I said that, Kobe, is because you weren't sure about telling the truth, but um, when you play at a competitive level, like the closer, like when you try to idolize those people you follow and you get kind of closer to what they're doing, like I'm not saying I'm close to becoming a tour player or anything by any means because I'm not, but basically I know what it's like to take days off and sometimes even like a week is can kind of screw up. It <laughs> can screw your game up so quick. I mean, I took five shanks on the range yesterday and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to quit golf. And I took, I took the night off. And I was like, this isn't good. It's crazy though, because he's right. It's just, it's, I don't know if it's just, again, it could be the mentality that's different because those, some of those guys can just will their way through it. But at the same time, I have a lot of trouble believing that because there's been some times I've taken two, three days off, going to the cabin or something. I come back and it's, it just <laughs> feels completely different. Level. It feels so different. It's just you, you, your body kind of loses that rhythm because it's out of its tempo basically. Cause every day you're, you're hitting golf balls in the range. You're doing certain things every day, even your putting and your chipping, they have a different feel to it because it's not following that tempo and that rhythm that you're looking for. And it's crazy because you wouldn't think that would make a difference at all, but it does. Yeah. yeah. Celebrities surface level. Oh yeah. Big surface level. Cool celebrities. Though. I mean, Favorite celebrity out of all, um, Leonardo DiCaprio Ooh, and Matthew choice. McConaughey. Oh, you took mine. Two. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. You took mine, dude. His voice is like an angel. It's just <laughs> pleasure to the ears. It's oh. like also. It's I like, I admire Matthew McConaughey. I do like him. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a great speaker. It's like listening to uh, Morgan Freeman talk. It's just like the icing on the cake. It's just it's relaxing in a way. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I suppose my, I guess, celebrity that I really looked up to was uh, Muhammad Ali, just for some of the things he stood for. And just, I really admired the way he went about his mentality before all of his fights. He'd always be super confident and he'd always just believe in, believe in himself. And even if he didn't win, he would still come out and, I guess, believe in himself and never doubt his abilities. And that's crazy to me. That's just... Something yeah, I feel like we could too. talk about this for a long time. Oh, sure. But another just off-topic thing: Have you uh, seen the video of Mike Tyson coming oh, back with the uh, not coming? Is he coming back? Or Jamie Foxx? No, this is when you were talking about that's, when you talked to no, Sugar Ray. That was a different thing. That was this a different thing. No, that was that, I'm gonna say we're the one where he's like walking up. There's like a video of him. He's like, when I'm in the locker room, like I'm, I'm scared, I'm nervous. I think he's gonna beat me. Oh, and like yeah, he keeps walking that. up. He's like, he as I get closer, time. he's like, it gets me every time. But he's like, as it, as I get closer, as I get closer to the ring, I get more confident. I, I breathe more confident. Yes. And I, when I step in the ring, I'm a god. That is crazy. That thing that just it gives, gives me, me the chills. chills. Just saying Same that, like, like I'm jacked right it's now. Like wow, oh my god, if dude. I put that mentality on a golf exactly. course, Christian here wouldn't be able to drive me <laughs> drive past me if he tried. <laughs> Not if he tried. John Daly, yes, he would. He would smoke me. All right, cool, cool. Just, just all those guys with their mentality. It's, that's why. Yeah. That's why we look up to them, right? Exactly. Every man. every great athlete has. A sort it's of like it's like it's, it's like we all have greatness within us, but when we see it it even pushes us further to excel it, it past really it. It resonates with us, especially like 
some of the good speakers. Like I listened to a couple of Sugar Ray talks, mm-hmm. Sugar Ray Leonard, and he's man. I just there's this one time when he's fighting against this guy named Tommy Hearns. I don't know if you guys know that, but this really powerful welterweight, really tall guy, and Tommy Hearns was just kicking his butt. And in the twelfth round, uh, his trainer, Sugar Ray's trainer, was like, "You're blowing it, son. You're blowing it." He's beating it. You're blowing it. And Sugar Ray was just t- saying, basically, I just felt something. I felt the urge to win. There was just that extra reserve I had, whether it was from training, from my experience, that just unleashed like a lion within me. And I was like, holy crap. And then he just pummeled Tommy Hearns in the end and knocked him. It's just, it just, that kind of stuff gives me the chills. And we could talk about different sports icons yeah. pulling that crap off all day. Tiger Woods. You get the you chills. Know, it's just. Yeah, I got the chills. I felt it down my legs right now. It's just crazy. I mean, geez, if I could get the chills like that in my car, I would not have to deal oh with the broken AC. My AC Dude, you gotta get broke. It. It's like a hot box in there. Dude. The chills right now I'm getting have cooled me down right, for more the, than the, I have for the people, in that car. For the people listening, we, we've kind of just thrown this on you. But the, for some context here, uh, Grange got a new car. And it's I, a lovely car. Apparently, it's a few repairs, but you know, it's a great car, right? It gets him from point A from point to point B, but apparently, it's got some AC issues does to it. Not work, but it's all things that you can fix. But anyway, that's so. Before this episode, that's basically what we've been going on, and he we just wanted to bring that in. in the hood. There's yeah. a frog in the engine. Uh, report. All right, oh, all right. Red, there is a frog yep. in the engine. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. All right. Frog in the engine. Um. Yeah, we're not doing that one. Here we go. Uh, this is Grange. Oh, no. So this one's <laughs> Dreams. Oh, yeah. I uh, Explain I this watch- one. Yeah, I was watching the movie Inception. Love that movie. Leonardo DiCaprio, great actor in that. Um, but no, it, it made me think, um, you know, the power of dreaming. Um, you know, people probably think I'm crazy talking about this because, you know, not many people talk about really dreams. I mean, you have them, you don't know much about them, they feel real to you. You wake up, it's like, well, I, I completely forgot that, completely forgot about it. Um, but then, you know, there's times in the day where you're like, wow, this just happened and it felt like it happened to my dream. And, you know, that power is just so, it's so weird and, you know, it intrigued me. And I just, I've always wanted to figure out, you know, why do we get dreams? Do they mean anything? Why do they, are they like trying to guide us through something or are they just something that our mind goes through during the day that we can't really like feel because, you know, we're awake, um, we're focusing on different things and when we're asleep, our conscious is in a totally different state. And so we're probably allowed to experience that dream and kind of that new potential that our brain can use that we're not using throughout the day. I just thought it was really cool. So what's the question? I don't know. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> dreaming, I guess. I okay, mean, sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We so we did we talk, talk about, about this did, last time? What do you think about dreaming? Yeah. I mean, do you think your dreams are real? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a plentiful something. amount of information on dreaming that we do and don't know. So we got a lot of context we, to go through. We can go first, Kobe, and then we can, we can all, both say our two cents. I mean, if I dreamed of a new car, I really wish I could accomplish that dream. Dude. Because I would love a Lamborghini. I mean... Dude, your parents, the, your parents bought you that car. Like, you got to be grateful for that, though. Oh, I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> of course I'm grateful. I mean, I got a car. The AC doesn't work. That's all right. The front two windows, they won't go down. So I got to hey. I gotta freshen up the people in the back of the and car. Half full or half right. empty. That's exactly. all you got to think. It's a matter of perspective. 
Yeah, that's true. I but your dream could come true one day. But yeah, I mean, I guess on dreams, it's it's very interesting because I think there's definitely a component of it from what happens in the day, right? Like I, I believe I said this last time, but I think that some of the experiences you have throughout the day or even the past couple of days will have an effect on what you dream about. Um, it could even be like your mentality, right? Like if you're thinking about, if you're super happy all the time, you're more likely to, I mean, I, I don't really know for sure. This is just me assuming. But yep. You're probably more likely to have a happier dream. I would think, take a step further. I think if you're more happy or you're happier, that you dream more. Actually, I don't know about that though. I believe you dream about the same amount no matter what the night is because I think every night you're you're supposed to dream. Right. Every night, every night you are dreaming. So when you wake up in the morning, if you remember a dream, that's when you think you dream. And if yes. you d- wake up in the morning, you don't remember a dream, you think you don't dream. Every night we do dream. It's just a matter of fact if you remember it or not. See, what causes that? I wonder what causes us to remember in the first place. I well, think – I wish I knew more about sleeping itself. Yeah, yeah, but it's when you get to that – Information. What's that? Uh, sleep REM. REM sleep. REM. So when you dream, it's REM. It's rapid eye movement. So the faster your eyes move, when your eyes are shut, they mm-hmm. move a lot. So they're really moving around, and that causes you to dream. Um, and it's also causing you to lucid dream, which also gives you a more grasp on your dream. So – Wait, hold up, hold up. Can you go back to like REM? Yeah, so REM's developed between hours between 4 a.m. and like 6 p.m. So it's... Doesn't that depend on each person though? It does depend on each person. Like their their sleep schedule. So like it's more they're like two-thirds in. Yeah, so you're two-thirds in. You're going to get into a deep sleep. um, And it's going to cause you to create that REM, which is your rapid eye movement. That's going to shoot you into... You're dreaming. Um, if you do really do well with REM, you can also do lucid dreaming, which helps you get more control over your dream, um, which is it's hard to do um, because it kind of takes a little bit of focus. You kind of have to train your mind to let you know when you're dreaming and stuff like this. Um, you do dream journals. So like when you wake up and you remember that dream, you I mean you got to do it two minutes for two minutes right after you wake up, you write down all the details you can remember from your dream. And so the more you do that, the more you're allowed to really go back into dreaming, um, get more details about your dream. It's it's just a better way to experience your dreams um, that you haven't before. Um, But it takes a lot of work um, to really train yourself to do that because it takes a lot of time um, and you really just, you really need to get a good night's sleep have, for it. Have you done that, Grange? Have you had some grasp over your dreams? Is this from personal experience or just stuff you know? Where did you learn this? Yeah. Um, I feel the like... The first time I actually watched... I don't know if I should believe you or not. <laughs> no, I looked up a lot of stuff. Um, when I first watched Inception, it actually like got me to look up into okay, so that... kind of how lucid dreaming worked. Um, and they just said lucid dreaming is created by REM, which is your rapid eye movement. That happens about two-thirds way in your sleep. Now, how you really decide to lucid dream is by how you train yourself to realize you're dreaming. Like before I go to bed, I'll say, um, I'll realize that I'm dreaming tonight when I do this or this. Um, It's normally if I dreamed about something last night that I remember, I'll say, I remember I dreamed about this um, or I remember I'm dreaming um, because I'll be in this spot. Um, Do you guys... I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I feel like I I remember my dreams better if I eat garlic toast that night. <laughs> I mean, wow. there's ways you can do Actually, it, yeah. you know, I think like I think I don't just cor- if your body correlates 
dreaming with anything really it could be yeah pretty much anything uh then you you got a better chance of remembering it but i think grange was actually speaking some you know some inf- good information there about the whole you can train your body to lucid dream like i've seen that um sometimes i've seen that you can actually train yourself to act in your dreams whereas you're more of a spectator before because sometimes i've done that like, before too I've flown in my dreams, which is crazy. People would call me crazy, yes. Well, dude, you are a crazy man. I you're the crazy Russian. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's like, you know that feeling when you're falling in your dream? That kind of kicks you up to wake up. Um, that was sort of random. But anyways, um, no, there was one night I can remember. Like, are clearly. we staying on track here? Huh? Are we staying on track here? We're staying on track. All right, cool, cool. I promise, yeah. um, and this is a great example of lucid dreaming because – I mean, I completely felt like myself flying. I could feel myself jumping up and then just kind of levitating almost and then kind of flying through what whatever I was dreaming. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it was very realistic. And I can tell – and, I mean, I still remember this. And it was probably, what, two weeks ago that I probably had the dream. And, I mean, it's it's crazy. When you really get into a lucid dream, you can really feel what's going on. And, you mean, you can do crazy stuff. It's cool. It's cool. You gotta, you gotta try it. You gotta try it. Train so, yourself for a week. Okay. So for the listeners, what we gotta do? Tell yourself that what you're gonna dream of, what you're gonna realize, right? Yep. So when you go to bed, tell yourself five, ten times that you say, "I will, um, I will be aware that I'm gonna be dreaming tonight. I will be aware that I'm gonna be dreaming tonight." Now it's gonna take time. It took me a few times to actually get it. Um, Dude, so you sound like a freaking dream doctor here. <laughs> so don't be disappointed if it doesn't happen at first because it takes a lot of practice, a lot of time. Um, you can also look into it if you don't believe me. Um, it's It may be real. It may be not. But you never know. If you experience it for yourself, let me know because it's a cool experience. But you tell yourself that. Um, you'll dream all your sleep. Um, and then – um, you know, there's there's a bunch of other ways you can do it. You can wake up at like three o'clock, stay up for a few minutes, go back to sleep. That really activates your REM sleep, um, which is just a period of that rapid eye movement. Um, and then when you get up, and if you remember your dream, you got to do this right away. So keep like a journal or a page or pen right next to your bed. Right when you get up, write down whatever you remember that night when you were dreaming. Um, write those down for like a week. Um, now every time. You go to bed, look back into that journal, kind of rediscover what you were dreaming before um, and tell yourself, I will be aware that I'm dreaming because I will be doing this because you did it the night prior. That can also really help activate it. Um, but no, if it, it, it if it interests you, uh, definitely look it up because it, it kind of interests me, which is kind of crazy. Um, I kind of find an itch for anything. Uh, but yeah, no, look it up if you do. If you do lucid dream. When you feel like you're actually in your dream, let me know because it's a really cool experience. All right. I just want to first bring up, remember when you said you were going to be shy on here? Oh, yeah. No, I open up quite a bit. I think next time, if you have the chance, maybe, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to give you like a notebook. You're going to write down everything you want to say, and then you're going to have to give a summary. <laughs> that might be tough because that summary is going to be quite long, Colby. No, that's the summary, though. But in all seriousness, though, back to what he was saying, would you, what do you want to know what you're dreaming about? Or would you want to be conscious? Because that's the point of sleep, right? To be unconscious, to yeah. be relaxed. And I feel like that would kind of 
It definitely almost, takes away your drink, or it definitely takes away a little bit of sleep. So do be a little careful. I feel like it'd be more tiring and taxing on your on your conscious because when you wake up, you feel like a little more drained because it's just different being consciously aware of something when you're supposed to be unconscious and not aware of anything when you're supposed to be at rest and you're kind of pushing yourself. So I don't know though. It, I mean, it's yeah, just weird. I hear what you're saying, but it's not as bad as you think. Um, How do you know? Because I've done it before. Yeah, I mean, the but first like few this nights could, are going to be a little tough. Because, but yeah, like this could be this could be brain. just you. I understand. I mean, it's definitely different for other people. I mean, give it a try. It doesn't hurt um, if you really do. Because all it is is experimentation. Exactly. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if your sleep definitely starts getting deprived, um, just don't blame more. me, <laughs> dude. Don't blame me. You tried it. <laughs> um, stop it. Just don't do it anymore. Um, and then, yeah, just try to sleep the rest of the night. All right, cool, cool. We're going to move on to the next one. There we are. Dreaming. <laughs> Lucid dreaming. Do it. Don't listen to Grange. All right. <laughs> All right. This is what? Question four? Topic four? Popeyes. Four? All right. Yeah, I keep seeing Popeye's commercials online. Here's one. Here's the question. Where is somewhere you'd like to investigate? And this was mine. Caribbean Islands. Ooh, interesting. What would you? Okay, before I before we all say, why don't you tell us why you want to investigate? I want a pirate ship in the Caribbean islands. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is like anywhere. You mean anywhere, right? Like literally, it could be in whatever form in you're thinking. In wow. Universe. I mean, whew, that's Wait, a can deep you question. That question, please. Yeah, I'll read it again. So while he's thinking about what he wants to say, you can you can read it off quick. But yeah, I have, I so have an idea of what I want to say. The question is. Where is somewhere you'd like to investigate? See, what I where I want to investigate is I the uni- I mean, like the universe, right? But I guess from a standpoint, I don't know if this would kind of fit your question, but from the standpoint of like an take outsider, it how you want it to, like an outsider, you know what I mean? Oh, like looking, you're in looking, third degree, like third person. You're yeah, like looking in in the universe, but like you have the ability to. Like see everything, yeah. Essentially, like I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to be God. Right. You know, I just want. I just want to see like from that kind of perspective, just to look into all the different things. Because then you could know, like, know everything. You could see everything that's going on simultaneously, which would be that very knowledge impossible. would blow your brain. That's true, though. That knowledge would be very. That would be very hard to comprehend, especially for a normal brain. Or any like you, you could take the smartest person that ever has existed in the history of planet. And they would overwhelm them so quick. Yes, but I just think that'd be very cool. Just or at least, you know, that's a little much, right? If I could explore anywhere, I'd say the ocean. Find out everything about the ocean because I think that could still blow our minds because we don't know. We still don't know squat about the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be very interesting to like explore or, like the depths of the Marina Trench. I feel I don't know if we've gone there before, like all the way to the bottom yet. But there's just so much. If you look at the volume of water that's on Earth, and we barely covered any of it or any of the life and critters and different structures and stuff. Yeah. So when I first said that question here, my mind initially went to the ocean. That's what my first thing was. Was you know because like we know we really don't know anything about the ocean. Like the ocean. Like what's the uh, uh what is it? The big uh, mountain range. Is it the Rockies? It's either or no, it's in uh, South America. 
the Andes? Andes Mountains. I don't know if that's it. It might be it. It's something like that, where it's like if you put it in the ocean, like it's not even close. Like there's a. Oh, are you thinking about like maybe. Like there's volcanoes in the ocean. That are taller than Mount Everest. Yeah. Like, really, you know how creepy that is? Like, scary that would be? And they're submerged a lot, like, a, by a lot of water. Actually, you could probably search it up. But What is it? Um, God, there's that one mountain that's, like... Mountains in the water? It's, there's a yeah. huge mountain range Way within taller. the ocean. Yes. And, and it's it's crazy. Could you but imagine exploring that? That's what I'm saying, with like, though. With, like... Okay, you know, it'd be... Because it's also thing, pitch black. There's, the sunlight doesn't go that deep. Imagine with, like, one thing would be, like, with, uh, with like, a like a drone. Not a, not a drone, but, like, you have some con, something controlled like underwater. Submarine. With a camera. Yeah, like a submarine underwater. Those. Or, like, but imagine if, like, you built a suit that could let you go Withstand down there the by yourself. Yeah. Oh, that would oh. still be very scary, I feel like. I'd probably have a panic attack, Actually, that'd be, that'd be the scariest, probably one of the more scariest, scarier things that you can experience because even in space you see the stars but down there you don't see also a cool thing when you look at the stars you're looking at is it the past because yeah Yeah. that's crazy that's crazy yeah so my first when i first read this question i initially thought of the ocean but as grange and you were or chris were giving an answer when i read this again and i was looking at it it says where is somewhere you'd like to investigate i changed my mind to investigate our brain that you know that's a that would be point. sweet because we, there's so much in our brain because I, I, i'm thinking that fits it because it says where is somewhere you'd like to investigate yeah, technically sure. that's a place actually why, and why there's so body? much you could learn about and i feel like once you you know gain knowledge or you can somewhat kind of master your own brain then a lot of these other things that we want to investigate i think becomes more you know readily available just think about all the ailments that are caused by a brain problem. If you knew what, like how your brain worked, you could, and you kind of like, just, just, yeah, like you said, mastering your own brain. Like if you knew how your brain worked and how you functioned and you felt a physical symptom that was not from an outside injury, like let's say it wasn't a strain or anything, but you like realized, Oh, this is something wrong firing with my neuron in my, you know, certain area in the brain. Then you could kind of, I guess, um, self-medicate and then figure out what's going on before you even see a physician. And then by the time you see a physician, it'll be early enough to where, you know, for uh, perhaps the physician's like, oh, yeah, you figured out that you had like a brain tumor, a benign brain tumor that's starting to become more yeah. malignant. And that's just crazy. Like, we don't even know. Like We don't. That, what if that's all the aches and pains? Because after all, um, you know, all the sensations that we ever feel are caused by our brain. Isn't that crazy? Like all the neurons, they're just neurons firing Yeah. because they're just sensory neurons. Because if you, they've done this experiment many times and it's proven it again and again and again, but your brain doesn't have any um, neurons, like sensory neurons that respond to touch. So if you like cut open your skeleton and like that would hurt, and that would hurt obviously, but when they like poked around in the brain, they don't, you don't feel anything. Like they could cut your brain and you wouldn't feel like, you wouldn't feel anything in that part of your, in that area hmm. because there's no sensory neurons. Like now the thing is if they like chop something up, something physical will happen to you. Probably there will be an effect like, Oh shoot. Now I can't move my arm or they push on your brain. And then all of a sudden you're flailing a little bit. Like it's just, it's weird because you don't feel any sensation in that specific area, but it does have physical consequences. 
yeah, that's that's one thing I'd really like to explore is is more on the brain and obviously a lot of you know people experts in their field are already doing that. But yeah, it, that intrigues me absolutely. It'd be cool if you could find another planet in our solar system that is the same like atmosphere as Earth. In our solar system? Yeah. I think we know that pretty well, don't we? I'm not sure because they're kind of trying to send people up into Mars. Or like at least how about? But like we know what's in our solar system, don't well, we? I, mean, just, I guess maybe outside our solar system. Not necessarily though. If you think about Jupiter, it said like it has a thousand times more gravity. So the only thing we've been able to do is take pictures of it from the outside. There, there right, be, but like, be things like living in it. I don't know this, but like, don't we like, don't we like know what's like physically in our solar system? Like maybe we don't know what it is like, Inside like. But, like, we know something's there. Don't we already? Yeah, we, we know, like, we know what's in our solar system. We know, like, all the planets and pretty much the uh, different asteroid. There's, like, a couple asteroid belts, I believe. And we know just from cameras and different telescopes, we know kind of what's going on in our solar system. But I actually, now that I think about it, how about exploring, like, where could you consider history of a planet to be something you could investigate? knowingly like knowingly like say for mars they said that they had like rivers or whatever like wouldn't it be cool to go back in the past and figure out if there was life or what kind of life like there could have been a village of intelligent life for all we know but they got extinct somehow what if all that red is just from a nuclear explosion that happened millions and millions of years ago that they figured out before we did just stuff like that i don't know I think it, that's yeah it, it's wild for sure wondrous thoughts man it's crazy. They keep you up at night. Yeah, they do. All right, so we just went through four questions there. If you guys are still listening, that's awesome. Um, vote, text me, get a hold of me if you think Green should be on the next one or not. We'll see what happens. Wonder Wednesday, baby. Uh, yeah, time will tell. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks for coming over, guys. Yeah, it's been a, for it's, the invite. It's been a great pleasure. It's been a great time. So cheers. I love that new car ride home. Boom.